Parashat Vayetzeh, very interestingly, speaks about Rochel and Leah in much length. And the fascinating things that Leah and Rochel are going through with their emunah, being able with their emunah pshuta to get through and not only get through, get things that they wouldn't get otherwise, as we'll see from the psukim that indicate that one after the other are really something that we can take a lesson to our everyday life. When we see that Rachel gives the simanim to Leah, it's just not that Rachel was losing her husband-to-be, Yaakov, but rather with that she put herself to risk that she might be the wife of Esav. As Chazal tells us that when Rachel and Leah were born and they grew up, Leah was crying a lot. The eyes of Leah were soft. But Rachel kept her beauty. Why were the eyes of Leah soft? Says Rashi, She thought that she would marry Esav. And therefore she was constantly crying. Everybody used to say, There's two children for Rivka. There's two daughters to Lavan. The big one would get the big son. And Haktana Lakatan. And therefore, Leah was destined to marry Esav, and Rachel was destined to marry Yaakov. In Shamaim already, they destined that as well. Which means, the one that would marry Leah was Esav. And, 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 and Leah knew that. And therefore, she was crying, crying for that uh, very horrible thing that might happen, begging to Akadosh Bohu for help. And therefore, when Rachel gives the simanim to Leah, not only she gave her the simanim, and with that she will lose her husband to be Yaakov, but as we're going to see now in the next Rashi, Rachel is actually taking a risk to be married to Esav. Actually, later on, when they were married, way after that story that we just saw, they were married already for many years, Rachel doesn't have children. Leah has one children after another, but Rachel is childless. And therefore, she comes to and cries to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu remembers one thing. He hears her cries, he hears her praying. But, not before he remembers something she did. Then he gives her a child. Because he remembers something she did. What did she do? She remembered that she gave the signs to her sister Leah. Right now, she was afraid. She was afraid she might get to marry Esav. How could that be? She was just married to Yaakov. Says Rashi, Since she doesn't have children, maybe Yaakov now will divorce her. She doesn't have any children. He might divorce her. Also, Esav thought about that idea himself. He thought that now that she doesn't have children, Yaakov will divorce her and he will marry her. And therefore, Rachel She was afraid, she was pained that maybe she'll be one 
the, the one to marry Esav right now. She'll end up with Esav. And she started crying and begging HaKadosh Baruch Hu, And then HaKadosh Baruch Hu remembered she gave the signs. And this is what the, the Paitan says, Rashi brings, Ha'admon kevat shelo chala, tzava lekachtalo v'nitbahala. What does that mean? Ha'admon, that's Esav. Kevat shelo chala. When he saw that she didn't give children, she didn't bring children to the world, tzava lekachtalo, he wanted, he had a desire to take her from Yaakov, v'nitbahala, Rachel over here was very scared. And therefore, we see from here that HaKadosh who saved her from that of being married to Esav by giving her children right now and Yaakov would leave her as a wife. We learn a fascinating thing. Because at the time that Rachel gave the simanim to Leah, she knew she's taking a, a chance of, of, uh, of getting married to Esav. The worst of all. The big gangster Esav, that's the last thing she wants to do. But she knew, for, for, for my sister, for Leah, I have to do what I need to do. I need to give her the simanim. I can't let her be left out. Well, did that maaseh, she risked a lot. But now we see that just because of that, Yaakov leaves her as a wife. Which means, really in reality, even if she wouldn't give the simanim to Leah, she would be married to Yaakov, but she's bare, she's, she can't bring children. And, and, and therefore, Yaakov will see that she can't bring children, and he would divorce her, she'll end up with Esav. Right now we see that it's revealed that those simanim she gave retroactively, retro, retroactively back then, those simanim saved her right now, that she has a child, and she's therefore staying as a wife to Yaakov, and not ending up with Esav. Very, very nice thought. Not only that, when we take a look with Leah, Leah also, when Leah was crying, she was crying, seems like, from the Pasuk, the Pasuk indicates that Leah and Rachel were both beautiful when they were, when they were little children. But Leah started crying every day, daily basis, crying, 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 and she destroyed her looks. Without the fact that she was crying, she would be exactly like Rachel. It's interesting because, as we see right away in the next pasuk, Yaakov loved Rachel. She was a beautiful woman, as the as the Orachim explains that he married her. She, she he was he was interested in Rachel. She was And therefore. That asset of beauty that Leah also had, she herself with her own hand destroyed. Why would she do such a thing? The one asset that you need to keep and need to make sure that you have for Shiduchim is the looks. That one thing, besides all the other wonderful things, but that that you have already, you're going to destroy that with your own hands? How does that make sense? Leah does it day in and day out. She started crying until she destroyed her looks. But the reason for that was she doesn't want to be with Esav. Interesting that because of that, HaKadosh Baruch Hu heard her. And because of that, she was able to be married to Yaakov. HaKadosh Baruch Hu heard her cries. And although the looks would not be, uh, would, would not be over here a factor in the marriage, because as soon as Yaakov comes to marry Rachel, who goes under the chuppah? Leah. And he's stuck now with Leah, I can't do anything about it. And therefore that looks 
that was supposed to save Leah if she would be on Shiduchim. Over here, that looks that she destroyed, actually saved her from being married to Esav and getting married with Yaakov. Later on, we see that not only that, you would think that that's true. She got under the chuppah. She was able to be married to Yaakov. But what good is that? Leah, Yaakov is not interested in Leah. Yaakov loves Rachel. Yaakov loves Rachel. He doesn't love Leah. And Leah feels that she's not loved. Leah felt not loved. And therefore, what good is this? She got married, but she got nothing out of it. Her husband doesn't love her. But that itself, that looks like the worst of all, when a woman feels unloved, what could be worse than that? Comes a Kadosh Buhu and sees that. And therefore, just because of that, Vaiftach et Rachma Rachel Akara. Yaakov doesn't love Leah, a Kadosh Buhu says, for that, that you feel unloved, I'm going to give you a child. Vayar Yaakov, Vayar Hashem Kisenu Leah. Hashem sees that La'ah is not loved, right away he gives her children. So we see those things that look worse to us. Actually, those are the things that bring us the, the highest success. That is what saved Rachel from being married to Esav, from getting divorced with Yaakov later on. Right now she didn't know about it, but she did the right thing. Later on she would actually fall in the hands of Esav by the fact that she doesn't have children Yaakov, would divorce her. That itself, that she gave the simanim, and she actually made herself now vulnerable to marry Esav, that actually saved her in the end of the day that she wouldn't marry Esav. Rachel was saved like that. Leah was saved by the fact she was crying and she destroyed her beauty. With that, she was able to marry Yaakov and not get married to Esav with everything that happened, as the story indicates. And later on, Yaakov shows that he doesn't love Leah enough, Yeah gets for that one child after another. Actually, that story is not only here. In Akedat Yitzchak, we see that as well. Akedat Yitzchak is the perfect example, because at Akedat Yitzchak, HaKadosh who tells uh, Avraham Avinu, go and take your child and bring him as a sacrifice to me. Avraham Avinu doesn't understand. Didn't you say, I'm going to have my children my descendants, my, my continuation from this child Yitzchak. What do you mean I should, I should take him and bring him as a sacrifice? I'm not going to have that thing that you promised me. But Avraham Avinu doesn't ask any questions. Avraham Avinu takes Yitzchak and does as he told. The Malbim opens our eyes. The Malbim says to us that you should know that Yitzchak was actually from, what, from, from what's called Dichra Nukva. Sitra de Nukva, which means he was from such a side of a nekeva, of, of, of a woman. He didn't have the ability to have children. He wasn't from Sitra de Dukva. And therefore, Yaakov Avinu was, was supposed to, Yitzchak Avinu was supposed to pass away at that same day that there was a Kedat Yitzchak. That's the way the Malbim explains. This is from the Arizal. The Arizal says that that day was the last day of Yitzchak, actually. And therefore, HaKadosh Baruch wanted to be Mekayem de Gezerah, that he said, The only way to do that is to actually bring Yitzchak on the Mizbeach. Avraham Avinu is ready to slaughter him. The Neshama of Yitzchak with that 
came up to the Shamaim, the Arizal says, because right away when Abraham Avinu put the knife on top of him, before he was able to do anything, his soul went away and went up to Shamaim, and Akadosh who changed that soul, that Neshama, from Sitra the Nukva to Sitra the Dichra, which means from a Nekeva, from a woman soul to a man soul and bring him down like this and with that now that fits into its hak and he was able to continue living with that uh, with that ne- new neshama that he accepted so that's a beautiful thing just because of the akedat itzhak he was able to continue the veitzhak ikarelechazera lulay that if he wouldn't do that that would be the last day of itzhak so akadosh buchu revolved the whole thing he was mesavev, and in order to bring that Yitzchak would continue living with that very idea that Avraham Avinu would take Yitzchak, bring him under the Mizbech, and do that. And this is what the beautiful words of Rabbeinu Yona in the beginning of Perek Sheni in Sharet Shuvah. Rabbeinu Yona says, "Ve'yesh al aboteach b'Shem lohochil mimeof tzukato ki achoshek sibat aora," which means Rabbeinu Yona says those beautiful words. That a person that trusts a Kadosh Buhu is Botehin a Kadosh Buhu, he should hope to a Kadosh Buhu, Yeshlo Leochil, Yeshala Botech Bashem, Leochil, he should trust and hope. Mimeof Tsukato, when he's in the depth of the crisis, the worst time of all, when it's the lowest, when it's the darkest, he should be having that Bitachon, that Emuna, that hope, Kia Hoshech Sibata Ora. The what? That that darkness actually is the reason for the light to come. Not that he would come out of the darkness. That's not what Rabbi Yona says. Not that there's sometimes times that we're on, on, on the top and sometimes that we're on the bottom and eventually it will come up. Not like this uh, a tree that has the wind that we're saying that sometimes it's windy and sometimes uh, the weather is nice. No. He says over here that because of the crisis, because of the darkness, a person is able to elevate. A person is able to get that high opportunity that eventually would get. Just like we see in those stories that we saw over here. Because of the worst things, those worst things that look in our eyes as a very bad thing, turn out to be that that itself was the reason for the success, for the good, for Yitzchak to continue, for Rachel to continue being married to Yaakov, for Leah to get married and continue having children one after the other.